Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So I am, first of all, let me let you know, I am a naturopathic doctor. I actually have been going to school for quite a very long time, so I have a lot of degrees and certifications. So to give a little bit of background more on that, I am a hypnotherapist. I'm a board-certified body worker. I'm a chef. I do all different kinds of things. I have a bunch of different specialty certifications. So I come with a lot of tools in my bag to be able to approach naturopathic living and life. What we're going to be talking about mostly on this podcast, like I said, is uh, all different kinds of aspects of information. So doctor is actually doceri and it means teacher. So I hope your doctors teach you what's going on with your body and and, uh, naturopathic doctors definitely do that. So one of the things that keeps us standing out from the rest is our ability to holistically approach every single person individually. Whenever something's going on, we look at, I like to call people clients, not patients, because I don't like the connotation of a patient um, where problems that have come up in our healthcare system where you go to the doctor and you just have to be patients and you sit there and you wait and you might have an appointment at three, but you don't get in until five and you're not supposed to be upset about it. And they come in really fast they ask you what's going on. If you don't really know how to describe it, they'll just give you a med. If you do know how to describe it, they'll just give you a med. If the meds aren't working, they'll give you a different one. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that perspective. So I call the people that I see clients. They're my clients because I'm there to serve and assist them. People have needs that I can serve them for taking care of and I can assist them with. Therefore, they are my clients. So one of the huge aspects of naturopathic healthcare, like I said, is education. So if something's going on and you know you need to know what it is and what's going on and how to make it better, then we're going to explain that to you. We're going to show you exactly what's happening with your digestive system. We're going to show you how your immune system is functioning. We're going to talk to you about how your emotions have an effect on what your condition is. For example, a lot of people aren't aware that your emotions can be stored in your body. So normally when something happens, people are in that environment, they are exposed to whatever it is. As that individual, we look, we see, we have some kind of a response to it. Some of that information we absorb, some of that information we need to process, and then we need to let go of what's not there. So it doesn't make a difference. Whatever's in your environment, if it's your food, if it's an emotional situation, if it's the air quality. So we bring everything into our body, we process it, we figure out what to do with it. And then we use what's good. We get rid of what we don't need anymore, right? That's how our digestive system works. Well, that's how our emotional coping works as well. So for example, if you're subjected to some kind of trauma and you're not able to respond in a way to run away, scream, cry, yell, uh, whatever it is that you need to do to process that emotion to get it out and you just have to keep quiet about it, well, then all of those different things, the processing of that, we call them the action potential, So those are the signals from your nervous system telling your brain what is going on and then your brain makes sense out of it all and then tells your body how to respond. So if you're watching something that's really, really scary, your brain is receiving all of that information from your neurons, which are your nerve cells, telling your brain, okay, there's a scary situation. Well, then your body is going to need to have a response that they need to follow those directions in order to how to deal with that. So your brain will then tell your body, run. 
So then you run if it's safe for you to do that. Another situation would be that you're witnessing some horrible situation, but it's too scary for you to, to be able to get up and run because maybe you're hiding and you need to hide. So your brain will then get all that information and then tell you, be quiet, don't move, you know, such as that. Well, then because you have all this fear and you have all this anxiety and these scary things that you're witnessing is causing this kind of a response and reaction in you, then those those bits of information have to go somewhere. Your brain is going to be telling you to do it. But if you can't actually get rid of all of that extra energy that's in your body because of witnessing this experience, then it's got to go somewhere because you can't just constantly ruminate it over and over and over for the rest of your life. Those those um, bits of energy need to go somewhere. So then maybe the collecting point for that is in your stomach. Well, then whenever something happens that makes you feel a little bit anxious because oh, it kind of reminds you of that situation, then you can't really stomach it. Maybe it pushes everything through your digestive system and you end up with diarrhea or maybe when you're nervous about something you vomit or you have acid reflux or you know something like that so and anything that you're exposed to affects your body in a certain way you have an emotional response to it it's all hormones it's all neurotransmitters it's all completely physiological and it needs to be able to process and if it's not able to fully release whatever that extra stuff is to be able to have that complete and full response to whatever is happening to you it gets stored somewhere and then that ends up interrupting the natural flow of how your body actually works. So little bits of information like that, us as naturopathic doctors, we're aware of things like that. We know that different kinds of emotional situations can have effects on your body. That is one of the things that we talk about when we do our interviews with our initial assessments for our clients is we go over a lot of information. We have a pretty extensive intakes and evaluations and assessments where we we want to know that background information. We want to know what your family life was like. We want to know what the health of your mother was when she was carrying you. We want to know, are you happy? We want to know if you're working, what's your job like? If you're not working, what's your life in that not working zone like? There, there are a lot of questions that we have and it's a, it's a completely different philosophy, a completely different perspective. And the most important thing that I want to point out about being a naturopathic doctor and seeking out a naturopathic doctor is please, please, please know who your practitioner is. There are so many people because this area of healthcare is not regulated, right? So way back in the 50s, we had naturopathic doctors and homeopathic schools, which homeopathy and naturopathic medicine is not the same thing. A lot of people get that confused, but it's not. And we can talk about that on another show. We we had a lot more doctors, but then there was a, a thing that happened called the Flexner Report, which closed down a lot of the schools, got rid of a lot of the naturopathic doctors and we didn't have any new doctors being trained for a good generation or so. Well, then with the opening of new perspectives and the baby boomers realizing that like, hey, this isn't right. And, you know, I want I want a better lifestyle and wanting to be more in charge of their own care, um, having that empowerment, pretty much let it be open so that way we could bring back naturopathic care. And we started opening up new schools. So now there are seven schools across the United States that train naturopathic doctors. There are different regulations for each state as far as what licensure is like in each state. A lot of the states are pre-licensed, meaning that they don't have certain specific regulations, which means your healthcare coverage does not apply to naturopathic doctors. And the scope of practice is different across the different states that do have licensure. Some are just registered, so it's not it's not like a clear shot, easy to understand.
understand across the board, even within the naturopathic doctors, which can be very, very confusing for the client. So a naturopathic doctor might want to call themselves a naturopath. A naturopath might want to call themselves a naturopathic doctor. The thing that I stress is make sure you understand the education of the provider that you choose to go to. So just because they say they're a naturopath doesn't mean they haven't gone through medical school. And just because they say they're a naturopathic doctor does not imply that they did go to medical school. So just make sure that the person that you're seeking out is the type of provider that you're looking for. I don't have anything against a naturopath. They can be very, very beneficial. A lay practitioner, a naturopath, they go to school, they have trainings, they can do a lot of their training online. They also can do different kinds of classes such as like a weekend warrior kind of thing once a month for however long those programs are for. But that's not a doctor. I like to think of those types of practitioners as naturopathic techs. They provide services. Maybe they have training in iridology and reflexology and, you know, they've written a bunch of papers to be able to have uh, an understanding of, of different types of natural health care, but they're not doctors. Some can be, yes, very, very beneficial and productive, but I mean, I've, I've had naturopaths tell me before that they help people more than those people's doctors do. Therefore, they should be called doctors themselves because they're the ones that are actually helping people. Okay, I mean, I, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I don't agree with your argument and it doesn't work for me because number one, a doctor went to school for a rigorous amount of training. I was in school for six years to become a doctor. I went through an intense amount of hours and training and anatomy labs and cellular physiology and biochemistry and nutrition. And I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Like we are trained as full scope primary care physicians. So depending on, like I said, the state that you're in, they may or may not have naturopathic doctors licensed or registered. So when that regulation is in there, that the state gets to dictate what the scope of practice is for each of those doctors. So make sure that when you're seeking somebody out, you ask them, did you go to an accredited naturopathic medical school? Did you get your training from online? Make sure you know who you're letting be in charge of your health. Okay, so one of the major things that I want to be focusing on here is something that we call the determinants of health. So these are the different aspects of your lifestyle, we'll just call it, that affect your health. So a naturopathic doctor and our levels of the therapeutic order, we call it, kind of like shapes like a pyramid, if you can imagine that. However, think about it as these levels are fluid and you don't have to go from one directly to the other. It just basically is a way for us to assess which intensity of care is actually needed depending on where our clients are at. So for example, level seven is those are like heroic measures. Those are extremely invasive. Those are when people need emergency surgery right now. You need chemotherapy, stuff like that. So the more intense something is, the higher up the therapeutic order that it is. So that's level seven. However, level one is where we always start. We always include, and these are the determinants of health. So these are different aspects of your health. Like I was saying, like nutrition and how much water do you get? How much are you sleeping? What kind of environment are you in? What kind of relationship dynamics do you have? Are you taking any kind of supplements? Are you exercising? Do you get any kind of movement? Do you, you know, crouch down on the floor? Do you have difficulties moving? What kind of traumas have you had that you are supporting? Different things like that. So one are these determinants of health. A lot of them are uh, lifestyle factors to 
make it easier to be able to talk about. Level two, we use energy medicine. So these can include things like homeopathic medicines, energy healing, things like that. So basically anything that gives you more energy. So if something that you do that makes you feel more energized, then that is energy work. So that is our level two. So I have actually prescribed sex before for people because it increases their energy levels. So that's what number two is, level two. We focus on therapies that increase people's energy levels. Level three, strengthen weakened or damaged systems so that way you can restore. So this is like using homeopathy, having counseling, taking certain supplements, things like that. A specific point and purpose of level three is to be able to address something that is weakened. So if you um, say you drink, then you would address supporting the liver. So you'd want to give like milk thistle or something like that. And keep in mind that with these different levels of therapeutic order, sometimes the, the same therapy could go in different categories at the same time. So milk thistle could be a level three for nutrition and supporting the liver. It could be a specific botanical for a therapeutic reason and level five. So level four talks about structural integrity. So that means how is your posture? What is your muscle strength? Do you look at your smartphone and keep your head down all day long? Do you sit with your shoulders back? Do you pull in your abs? Do you do um, regular walking that, you know, keeps your body in balance? Do you dance? A lot of different things going on with that. So then the type of therapies that would be like chiropractic, kinesiology, um, massage dance therapy, different things like that. Things that address balance and movement, ability, exercise, all of those, all of those kinds of modalities. So then level five addresses taking botanicals specifically for therapeutic reasons because of pathologies. So a lot of people think of this as functional medicine or green allopathy. For example, if there's something going wrong, say you have a lot of inflammation, you take turmeric, you need some help rebalancing, you need an adaptogen, you take ashwagandha. Maybe cannabis would be an amazing therapy for you. Maybe CBD, depending on what state you're in, because cannabis is still considered a federal schedule one drug, even though our Congress people are trying to get those things overturned. So specifically utilizing botanicals for a therapeutic reason to treat pathology. Level six is what most people are used to with conventional medicine. That's utilizing pharmaceuticals and synthetic products for treating pathology. This is typically where conventional medicine starts. So then level seven, we already talked about previously. So those are the higher level interventions. Basically, we use this therapeutic order to determine which therapies that we are going to prescribe. But honestly, sometimes it truly is something that's a determinant of health in level one. It's something that somebody is doing that they need to stop doing. So for example, maybe you're not getting enough sleep and that's why you're frustrated and crabby all the time. Maybe um, you're not getting enough water and that's the reason why you have so many headaches. You know, maybe um, you're not getting enough fresh air because you're constantly inside all the time and that is what's causing your breathing problems. So sometimes the therapeutic order level one is really as, as extreme as we need to get with somebody because really all they need to do is stop doing the things that's causing them problems. You know, there's that uh, that old uh, joke kind of old adage where, you know, the person goes to the doctor and the patient says, you know, doctor, every time I hit myself in the head, I get a headache. Well, what does the doctor say? Well, then stop hitting yourself in the head, right? Makes sense? 
All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. You can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying enjoy, have fun, and until next time, bye guys. Bye.